0: Ah, welcome to the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, the podcast. I am your host, Tadrice Parker, a.k.a. Coach, coaching running, weight loss, and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There, you can find our online coaching programs for beginners and beyond. We're going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can help get you into the best shape of your life empowering our listeners to believe that they can achieve great things. If you are taken up running for weight loss, it will take care of itself as we also will inspire you to keep your nutrition real. Head over to our website and take us up on our seven day keeping it real health challenge. With that, you will be added to our Facebook accountability group for free for seven days. Seven days can change your life. remember, The thoughts and expressions of this show does not constitute medical advice. Now let's get into this week's show. Uh, Welcome, welcome, welcome to another week of the show. You could be listening to anything in the world right now, but you decide to press play on today's show. And for that, I thank you so very much. In this week's podcast we will get an opportunity to talk to a fascinating young lady about her remarkable fitness journey that she's been on a little over a year now. And no one, I mean, no one, at least that's the rumor, works harder than her to the point where the personal trainer opened up the door and said, no one works harder than you. I mean, how good does that feel right to hear someone say that about you? We're going to get a chance to uh, talk to our guest today And hopefully inspire you to get started on your journey. But first, let's go into the week that was. How was your week? What were some things that went well for you last week? Has any of our tips and strategies helped you from our previous podcast in your life at all? We would love to hear from some of your successes. So please feel free to connect with me to Drees Parker on Facebook. Private message me. I'd love to hear from you. Or submit any questions or comments that you have to the show by going to CoachTedrice at gmail.com for those that don't use social media. And let me ask you guys a big favor. If you are listening to our podcast on Apple Podcast, press pause. Please go to Apple, rate the show, as well as leave a review. Your comments in the review not only let me know that I'm doing my job, but it also can help someone that's looking for Uh, some good content to listen to in their car or while they're jogging and to get started on their fitness journey. We really, really would appreciate that. So far I got five out of five stars. Someone did give me a three star. I'm going to find that person and see what's up. You know what I'm saying? I can take criticism too. So I don't care if y'all don't like the way I say, um, if I hesitate and that gives you a problem, then please leave it in the review. I would like to go back and read it. With us personally the keep calm and run to the best you organization. Uh, you guys hear me talk about the seven-day keeping it real challenge, avoiding sugar, grains, uh, and several other problematic food groups that cause inflammation in the body. So I'm going to blitz through some success that happened. Chris Ballard, she lost two pounds. Lucy from Colorado, she lost seven pounds in the seven days. She's back after it. She's been, you know, really working towards her goal. I'm super proud of you, Lucy. Shout out to you. Dylan Bakley lost four pounds this week and I got a text message from him saying, I haven't been this weight since seven, seven years ago. So I'm thinking like seven years ago, man, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. When Dylan first started, he was like 330 pounds. So he sent me that text message. He's, he's, he's under 270 pounds. He's been working on this for a while now. And as you guys know, Get into better shape is a journey. It's not like a, you know, snap your fingers and you're going to get to where you want to be. It takes some time. So proud of him. Sally wanted to start her health journey and she used our seven day challenge and she lost six pounds in those seven days. So I'm proud of you, Sally. Great job. So I've been sharing this quote with uh, people this week in our, in our group. Uh, I've been sharing it on social media, but then I actually like private message. Every single member of mine. And I wanted to let them know that this was a personal video for them uh, I, by putting their name into it. You know, this is what I do. Right. And so I said that today you have the opportunity to build the tomorrow you want. Right. And so many people that came out to the training on Tuesday, they was like that quote was right on time. I needed to hear that today. I was going through something. I didn't feel like doing my journey. And I just wanted to throw in the towel and eat whatever. And then I got this message from you. See, when you have this mindset that, um, you know, I can't do this or I can't do that. No, change that word out and say, I have the opportunity to do something. And what's that to do? To build the tomorrow I want, the tomorrow, you know, build it. Like we talked about, it doesn't happen overnight. When you when you see a building going up in your town, it takes months. It could take a year, depending on how big that building is. Brick by brick by brick. And so with that being said, I'm going to introduce to you our guest today. Angela, how are you?
1: I am doing so good. So happy to be here today. How are you
0: doing? I am fantastic. Uh, what do you think about that quote? How does that resonate with you?
1: Um, I love it. I think it's uh, definitely... Um, the mindset that I have now, uh, the past, I would say the past year and a half or so, um, it finally clicked. I wish it would have clicked a little, early. you know, we, we hear, we hear the message we need to hear, I guess, at, at the time that we're ready to hear it, but it finally clicked. And I did just that. I started, um, just m- making changes and, Doing what I needed to do to get to where I want to be in my future.
0: So we're, we're on now with Angela Riley. And you want to talk about building something for yourself. We're going to break down why uh, hard work pays off. So why don't we tell everyone what, what is it that you do for a living?
1: I am a photographer, uh, mainly wedding and uh, like portrait photography, uh, a lot of children's
0: photography. That is so cool. That's so cool. How how does it feel like, you know, being being that person that your photos at a wedding? I mean, those are things that people want to remember forever.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a, it's an awesome, it's, I never really, I always just liked taking photos. I was kind of like a sentimental person, like my whole life. Um, I don't know why, but like, that's just the way that I always was. And like, so to me, photos were always like super important and stuff like that. But as I get older and, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, I have, people that are always reaching out to me um and saying you know oh i lost a loved one they were at the wedding you took a beautiful photo it's the last great photo we have of them it Mm -hmm. means the world to me can i have and it just really started to hit me like you know when 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 it's all said and done those like photos mean the world to the people who love the people that are in them so it's a really cool job to to have and to be able to give those types of things to people
0: um i kind of take you as a sentimental person i i take you as a sentimental person but i also see a, a rough exterior too so uh have you ever cried at a wedding while you're taking photos that has any moment that just reached out was like that is so sweet as i'm taking a picture i got a tear in my eye
1: Uh, yeah definitely definitely um though be not to say that it's a female thing but being a female it can be hard sometimes especially when you see like the um the 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 groom crying mm-hmm. or the the father of the bride crying and yeah like, oh, you know that really gets you so, so, but yeah
0: so how long have you been in this profession
1: I started um fresh out of college 2001 I was um like mentoring under someone and then a couple years later I started photographing on my own I mean not on my own I'm sorry I, I let me rephrase Going out on my own, but working for the person that mentored me.
0: Okay. One thing I know about uh, weddings is I used to work at uh, Ramstead Inn as a buffet server for weddings and stuff like that. And oh, nice. Rem- when, were,
1: when were you there?
0: Um, go way back. I, I Probably late 90s, maybe, maybe I want to say 97, 98, something like that. Ah,
1: darn i just missed you then (laughs) i started hanging out there you know doing the weddings in, in the early 2000s and
0: so with with that being said there's been there was times when as a banquet server and i can probably say that the photographers are the same way you don't get a chance to eat on a regular basis because you know you're involved in a wedding did you find that being the case at times
1: um yeah and the thing is like uh not making excuses but being in that being in that field um definitely doesn't it, it's hard to it's hard to be healthy at least on the days when you have the weddings because it's it's a lot of times like a 10 hour plus day for us and mm-hmm. And then you, you know the food that's there at a wedding. It's not always the healthiest choices. They're delicious, but they're not <laughs> always the healthiest. We got the pastas and the cakes and the, this, and you're just grabbing whatever it is you can shovel in your face as
0: quick as possible. Exactly. So I, I'm giving our listeners that they, a lot of people probably raise their eyes like, what? He did that back in the day? So yeah, one of the favorite things that's always popular at the weddings is those um, the, the round pasta and the alfredo sauce. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm shoveling stuff. I'm, I'm shoveling that in my mouth every single time I'm like trying to kill it. Like you said, you, you, Mm -hmm. you're clearing the appetizers off and you only have a certain amount of time before you got to bring the dinners out. And they're like, yeah, those are just going to go to waste. So you might as well eat them. And you are like, so. Or, and you're
1: um, popping the pigs in a blanket in your face
0: real quick while nobody's looking. (laughs) (laughs) So what moved you to get into that field?
1: Um, it's weird. I went to school for like TV and radio, um, journalism, stuff like that. Uh, but then I just had this, this thing where I just was like, I really love taking photos. I always like took them as a kid. I was taking the photos that were in the yearbooks and different stuff like that. Like just just for fun, um, like all the candid type stuff. And then When I graduated, I had a friend who was a friend of a photographer and they were like, oh, well, if you're interested in it, why don't you check this guy out and see if he has a job or whatever? And, you know, when you first get out of college, you're like, what do I do now? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know where to go, what to do. So I um, and there's not a huge uh, opportunity for like radio and stuff. I'm not saying that there isn't, but there's not a lot going on in South Jersey as far as like that kind of stuff. So anyway, I went there. And it just so happened that he was hiring. He was looking for someone just to like develop film, answer the phones, answer the door, stuff like that. And um, I just kept begging him to teach me, teach me, teach me. And then finally he did. And then it just went off from there. I just loved it. I loved watching him. I loved seeing what he did. I loved the, the whole, just everything about it. I loved.
0: That's awesome. And uh, I'm going to tell you something that we just saw today. My son and I, as we were heading into the Galloway shop, right? um due to the covid and everything like that graduations were, were were canceled as you may know and uh but they actually took the class of 2020 and they had it spanned like this huge banner with all the kids pictures in there that graduated i thought that was real cool to, that the town recognized all the graduating class and that that was real cool
1: yeah i like that i feel so bad like uh, for so many different people, like my brides, you wouldn't believe the weddings we have that are canceling, that are postponing, you know yeah. that's devastating. and then and then the, the seniors who didn't get to go to their senior class trips and their graduations and their proms. it's just a lot of people have lost a lot of stuff this year, and it it really it really is rough.
0: Absolutely. But let me transition into this, Angela. You have a favorite quote that you live by. Tell everyone what that quote is and why that resonates with you.
1: So my favorite quote, and hopefully I, I don't know that I'll get it where for where, but basically, basically it is, uh, never let anybody work harder than you do. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's a couple reasons why that's, uh, my favorite quote first would be like, I didn't even really like think about it. Like why, um, it was, it, it kind of took me a while, but my trainer When I was doing these, I started, okay, so I was very overweight, and I had a trainer, and they had a weight loss um, competition at my gym. And he kept telling me, I'll do it, do it, do it. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't really want to do it. I'm not a competitor. I've never uh, played sports or anything like that. But I was like, all right, fine. If it helps me lose a few pounds, then I'll do it. And. Then as we were doing it, like this fire kind of got lit in me and, and I was, you know, just in the gym constantly and I'm lifting harder than, you know, anybody else. And I'm going for more hours than everybody else. And every day we're in the gym and he would just scream across the gym in front of all the other members that were there and they were watching me work out too. And, and he was just like, nobody ever uh, works harder than Angela Riley. Nobody ever works harder than you do. And it just really started to like sink in. And then I kind of thought about it. And recently I thought about it. And my, my mom used to say something kind of similar, uh, along the lines of, as long as you work your hardest and you do your best, then I'll always be proud of you no matter, you know, how well you do. So, you know, in relation to grades or whatever, like, so it's always kind of been drilled into my head, I think like to work hard, work hard, work hard. And, um, And so, yeah, that's just kind of my thing. That's what I do.
0: That's awesome. And what's your trainer's name?
1: His name is Ben Galloway.
0: Okay. And where's, where's this gym at?
1: Well, we were, it it was anytime fitness. um, But of course we have no gym now, but that's where, that's where I met him at. And that's where I did the bulk of my, you know, working out the past year and a half, you know, that I did all my weight loss and stuff.
0: All right. So were you uh, athletic growing up?
1: Not at all. Um, ath- ath- athletics was not something that was really um, even thought about too much. I, I have two brothers and they played baseball for like a second and then they both quit. Um, my mom didn't do sports or anything like that when she was a kid. And, and so it was just never something that, you know, a lot of families, that's what you do. You're, you're playing soccer and baseball and, this and that we did. Not, I didn't do anything. I didn't want no parts of that.
0: <laughs> no parts. <laughs> so take us back to the start of your journey. Uh, how are you feeling? What, you know, how, how are you feeling at the start of your journey?
1: Um so it's it's like it's like it wasn't that far that long ago but it almost fe- feels like a lifetime ago um mm-hmm. i i think i was hopeful to lose a few pounds i remember um my trainer ben he he's he had mentioned a goal weight that he had for me mm-hmm. and i was like oh no i don't want to be that little that's too much like like i i was in my mind i just needed to to lose a little bit Um, I didn't need that much. I thought if I lost, you know, maybe 30, 40 pounds or something like that, that I'd be killing it. I'd look great. And, and so that was my goal. So in the beginning, I was just kind of doing my thing, going in, working out, but then it's really when these, these, um, competitions that they had at my gym started that, that a, like a light switch went off and like, um, things really started to change for me like mentally like I became super focused super driven and I really saw like what I was doing in the gym compared to a lot of other I I don't I don't want to say that but like I just know like I saw the work I was putting in and I never in a million years thought that I had that in me and that's when it's like it's almost like a almost like an addiction not I I hate to say an addiction because that's kind of like
0: a negative uh Tone right. to it, but it just
1: it just became like a passion of
0: mine. Well, let, well, let me ask you this too, because I hear about the gym a lot. Um, have you ever, d- during this time, were you incorporating running at all?
1: Yes. So, um, before before the competitions and and the whole real like weight loss journey thing started, um, let, let four five. I'm gonna say five or six years ago, I said to my friends a couple of my friends let's uh let's run a half marathon i want to r- run a half marathon and they're like what like well, we don't even really run like that and i'm like no it's something i always wanted to do running has always been really challenging for me i was never fast i could never run for a long distance or anything and because it was a challenge and i knew i wasn't good at it I just wanted to do it. So we, you know, started training and we did this half marathon. And, um, like I said, I think it was six years ago. It was the Rutgers Unite half marathon because me and my best friend went to Rutgers and, um, and oh my gosh, it was the, it was the best and the worst thing I ever did in my life. It was, you know, Mm 13.1 miles and, Mm -hmm. um, We were, there was over 3,000 people that participated, I think like, like 3,300 something. Mm -hmm. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm not kidding at all. We beat 30 of the 3,300, whatever people competed that day.
0: (laughs) So listen, listen, for you, for your first one, you know, you know who you, who all the other people you beat, everyone that stayed home that day, you know? so that's true gotta that's start true somewhere that that was great that was great um and you didn't know me so you know you didn't have all the tips and strategies that that I would have given you to like crush that half marathon but but Angela do you got some pictures that you can send me I would I would love to include um uh, some of those early day pictures on the on the blog
1: I do I have I have some They're. They're not always pleasant, but I do have them and I will
0: send them over to you. Yes. Send those over to me. Now, I really want you to think deeply about this next question, right? Because you kind of started your journey off at the gym. You know, you started telling our listeners about how you started off at the gym. Mm -hmm. But I want you to go back a little bit further. What was Angela's wake up call? Like what made her get up one day and say, I need to change these habits that even got you in the gym in the first place?
1: So let's see, um, I, okay. I was never, I was, like I said, I was never athletic, but I was never, uh, super overweight and the bulk of my, well, all of my weight actually, uh, started piling on when I found myself in a very, um, I would say like a, in a mentally abusive type of relationship, which was not like me, like not something like I always prided myself. Like I'm a strong girl. I don't need to be taken care of by anybody. I can take care of myself. I would never allow anybody to do that to me. Like I was you know, stand up for yourself, that kind of girl. And then suddenly I found myself in this relationship that was, um, that was super like mentally abusive and, um, you know, just getting beat down a lot with, with, you know, names and stuff. And, And so I I gained, I gained a little bit of weight, but honestly not anything significant, but you know, I would be at family functions and, and you know, uh, the ex-girlfriend of this person would get brought up and he'd say, Hey, look guys, I used to have a thin, pretty girlfriend. And like, we'd be at family barbecue, I mean, not family barbecues, but barbecues with our friends. And and he might say like, are you ever going to stop getting fat? You know? And obviously the more that the more you hear those things, the, the the more depressed you get, at least for me, that's what happened. And so I just kept gaining and gaining and gaining. And then it was almost like his distaste for people that were overweight made me want to, I, I don't know. It was like almost like I wanted to be as big as I could be so that maybe I could get rid of him because for some reason I was just afraid yeah. to leave. Um, and then one day I just, one day I just woke up and was like, what am I, what am I doing? Like I'm killing myself. I'm ruining my life to try to get away from somebody or to, or because I'm sad because of how somebody's treating me. And I just called my best friend up and I'm like, Hey, can you come over here with your, with your dad's truck? I got to get out of here. And we just like packed my stuff and left. I was, I was pretty much homeless. You might as well say I lived at my work where I worked at the time. I lived on the couch for like six months, me and my dog, And, and I just sat there and I just thought and, you know, cried and thought and cried and was like, what? Like I'm a college graduate. I'm like a hardworking person. I'm living on a couch with my dog. But then I was like, you know what? But I'm, but I'm okay. And I'm not being mistreated anymore. And now it's time for me to, to start fixing me.
0: That story is so powerful. And as a sports fan myself, there are like number one draft picks that are expected to do great things and they turn out to be a bust because they were entitled their whole life. But then you take someone that had a a very hard backstory and they worked their butt off like Tom Brady, who got drafted in the sixth round and had a chip on his shoulder, you know, because of your, your backstory, it's kind of like you, once you decided to, you know, flip the switch and focus on yourself and not allowing someone to beat you down, mm-hmm. then no one was going to outwork you because you know where you were, where you were. And it seemed as though that you were, you were, you had this fire to get back to that even better. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, totally. Um I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that, that, that day or with the, it, it took no. time, no, it no, took no time to fix things.
0: No. But, but, but I, but I want to, I want to like really cement this point home for all the listeners out there. Yeah. Yes. We, we're going to get into the time that it took, but for you to wake up, Jim Rohn has a quote. If you don't like your situation that you are currently in, you are not a tree. See the tree outside my house right now. I, you just can't pick that up. I have to physically pick it up and move it, or, or something like that. But that tree has no ability to move itself. So we're not trees. We have the ability to get up and move. And so I'm so glad that you did that.
1: Yeah, me too. And me so, too.
0: so that that leads us to this. You know, no one is an overnight success. It's a process. So what were the things that you started to do? And you may have touched on it a little bit, you know, originally. But what were some of the things that you you broke free? You got, you, you know, you were homeless. You had your dog, and then. You know, you started to, to do what? What was the start of your journey that made you either go to the gym or do something on your own?
1: Um, I mean, I, I always kind of was like going to the gym, but I was just going to the gym and just doing like the motions, uh, not really have seeing any progress. And then I had I was forced to basically quit the gym while in the bad situation. So anyway, I get back to the I got back to the gym. Um, I got a personal trainer. And I had a few, I've had a few. So Ben wasn't my first trainer. Uh, I I had a few and um, the one I had, I I had lost like, I'd lost like 30 pounds, but then I found myself kind of like, I still wasn't ready to be in the right mind, like state of mind to succeed, I guess, because I wasn't, I was allowing negative people in my life that were just kind of taking from me. And, and so I wasn't, I wasn't giving, putting in myself what I needed to, I was too busy, like trying to fix and help and heal everybody else around me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I lost the 30 pounds, I gained the 30 pounds back. Um, then uh, I had a couple more trainers, they didn't last at the gym. So you know, that kind of fizzled out. And then I, because they left, I got bent. And um, when I had gotten you know started training with Ben. I I'm almost positive it was like my first session with him. and at, at this point I had been single for a while. I started dating someone, of course, another bad choice, which guess what I I, I would like to tell everyone that I've learned yeah. finally from my mistakes that I'm making much better choices in the company that I keep. but another bad choice, not as bad as the first one, but another bad choice. Um, and we had just broken up. And I got into the gym and I was already ready to just kind of give a boohoo story and phone it in and whatever. So I'm meeting my trainer for the first time. And I said to him, I'm sorry, today's not going to be a really good training day. Um, you know, I'm just upset. I, I, I didn't get a lot of sleep, but I just broke up with my boyfriend and he and I started to cry even like and not fake tears. I started to cry. I was emotional. And he sure. looked at me and he said, wow, I'm so sorry to hear that. But now it's time for you to work. And I looked and I was like, oh, okay. So that didn't work on him. So I guess I'm working today. And we were working and we were working out. And in the middle of the session, I start crying. And and I remember I'm doing the battle ropes, right? I'm down there and I'm crouched down and I'm doing the battle ropes, just tears coming down my face. And he's like, you got this, let's go. You know, just like screaming this positive like affirmations at me. And I was just like crying, but I was also crying because I'm like, I think, I think I was so emotional because in that moment I wanted an excuse to mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. succeed again. Yeah. And here was this stranger saying to me, no, I'm not listening to your
0: excuses. You're like, doing this. I like that. And let me tell you one of the takeaways that I get from that too. And, and, and really everyone think about this. If you're walking side by side with someone, right. And they're walking slow, either you're going to slow down to walk at their pace or are they going to speed up to walk in your at your pace, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, if if someone, one of your friends or something, and, and mind you, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that we, we, we are not going to give them a listening ear, but we all may have that friend that likes to be negative, have pity parties all the time. What does that do to your spirit? You start feeling sorry for him, you start pity partying with them, but that didn't do any of you any good, right? So I like how this trainer was like, I'm sorry to hear that. Boom, let's get to work. But that picked up your energy. And mm-hmm. th- those tears that was actually coming out was, you know, what I mean, he, he had you fired up. Your emotions was going. And, you know, in the recesses of your mind, you probably were taking out a lot of aggression. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and uh, so that that was awesome. That was awesome. Um, so I'm sure there are a lot of people that may have have may have a similar story to you. I like to say, like, you know, maybe if you were athletic growing up. And now you wake up and you feel like you're 30, 40, 50 pounds out of the game. You're not what you used to be. I like to say life happens, right? Either you mm-hmm. get you get the job, you get your mortgage, you got three or four jobs. Things are just crazy. And you put yourself in the back burner. And I'm glad that you had this opportunity. Life may have hit you in multiple ways, but you found a way to rise up. You know what I'm saying? So let's uh, let's take a moment to tell... Uh, everyone that's listening what are your healthy habits at the moment you're a busy photographer i know you're busy because you know we, we had a hard time linking up our schedules and stuff like that so how do you fit in your exercise routine
1: so um well the first thing the first thing i do is i i wake up really early um i'm up every day and maybe it's not, I, to me, it seems early. I'm up every day somewhere between 4 a.m. And 5.30 would be a total like sleeping in late kind of day. So, but 4, 4, somewhere in that area. And there's just something about like waking up and or at least feeling like I'm waking up while everybody else is you know still sleeping and i'm already getting like a head start on the game like i'm i'm up i'm getting i'm getting motivated i'm getting ready for my workout and stuff like that so i try to try to wake up really early so that i can get in as much as i can possibly get in in a day um i'm doing a lot of i'm doing yoga now which is like a newer thing for me i started that in march um, I love it. And I feel like it's really for like runners. I mean, maybe, maybe this isn't a secret. Maybe everybody knows, but to me, since I've been doing yoga, it has improved my running my speed so much. I feel like my stride has like doubled and like, it's crazy how, how much faster I am since I started yoga. Um, so I'm doing yoga, but, and not only the, you know, does it help you with the strength and the stretching and stuff like that, but it's just so peaceful. And, and the, the yoga instructor that I have that she says the most positive, like wonderful quotes, every class, her name's Janika. She's, um, What's up, Janika? yeah, she, her, the yoga, um, she has like an Instagram page to was a Proverbs 31 yoga. Oh, okay. she's the best. Um, so yeah, je- definitely check her out if you're in the South Jersey area. Um, so yoga. I'm doing my running Um, some days is like sprints and, you know, speed work kind of stuff. Other days we're doing like distance and um, lifting weights. That's my love, my passion. I love lifting weights. Uh, I always loved lifting weights. Cardio was always a struggle for me, but lifting weights. I'm like, all right, I can do the weights. I'll, you know, so I love that. Um, And I really just changed my diet. Like, and that, that was a process trying to figure out what, What works and what's something that you can sustain. And so I'm just really, really like honed in like the diet and, um, and just eating like as clean and healthy as possible.
0: So I want to, I want to, we're going to talk about the diet in a second. I just want to clear, make sure we are crystal clear about Angela's routine. All right. In order for you to wake up at 4am you know uh on a daily basis five five thirty at the latest um what do you have to give up at night in order to get up in the morning
1: um well my old love
0: mm-hmm. when i was heavy so i'm talking about Talk- was
1: tv and snacks so you know, i would sit and watch tv for a long time had mm-hmm. all kinds of shows that i loved watching so you know i'm not watching nowhere near as much tv mm-hmm. um and then, uh, you know, you're giving up. You're giving up a social life. Like I'm not not a social life. Okay, M- my social life is different now. Yeah. Now, I hang out, and I still have the same best friends. But my best friends are now coming and working out with me. They're yeah. doing, you know, the and 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 you know other important people in my life. Like I'm meeting with someone, and we work out together every morning, every morning, every morning. So while we're not going out at night um, you know, to, to movies and restaurants and this and that we're still spending time together. We're just spending time together. That's, that's improving our life, improving our health.
0: So, so let, let's, uh, let's bring up another Jim Rohn quote, and I've been using this, but I kept forgetting it. And it just came to my mind exactly how to say it. You are the average of your five closest friends. And so therefore, uh, this kind of goes with the quote that I just talked about not too long ago. When you're walking with someone, you're either going to slow down to their pace. And if that was watching TV every night, drinking wine and di- different things like that, that's like slowing down to their pace. But you start taking your health seriously and your best friend said, you know what, I'm going to jump on board and, and, and see they, they sped up with you. Right. So that's that's amazing. And I want to uh, make this point again for everyone that's listening. In order to bring something new into your life, you got to get rid of something, right? And so you can't do everything. You can't stay up to 12 o'clock at night and then expect to wake up at 4 a.m. and get a workout in. So yes, you may be foregoing those things, but at the same time, it's a healthier uh, lifestyle for you in the long run. So the, our show used to be called the running intermittent fasting and weight loss podcast. Um, We changed our name to our, our company's name, run to the best you. Um, And so I still like to ask people, do you practice intermittent fasting? And if so, what does that look like for you?
1: So I do not, although I do not currently, although I, I guess I sort of was, but I, but I wasn't, um, Like with the knowledge that I was, you know what I mean? Like I, I, uh, I enjoyed waking up early, going to the gym and I didn't eat. I didn't like to eat until well after my workout. So I Mm -hmm. would go, I would get my cardio in, I would get my weight lifting in and everything. And I would be up for a couple hours before I would even go to the gym. So I probably wouldn't eat sometimes for, you know, four to six hours while being awake, something like that. And then I would come home, have my breakfast and like start my day. So I was doing that. I'm not so much now. Um, I eat a little, you know, I have a small meal um, in the morning before, you know, my workout and stuff like that. So I'm not now, but during all of these weight loss competitions and the past year and a half, I would say a year of it, I was Mm -hmm. doing that without really realizing it. And then I was stopping my meals and I still try to do this. I try not to eat past, um, like eight 30. So I know if I'm going to bed at 10 30, I don't want to have anything after eight 30.
0: Right. Right. And so, so, uh, I, I just have to say, um, in this question you alluded to, um, in my notes here, how much have you lost so far? So
1: as of, I believe we're on like two weeks ago now, maybe, or something like that, I hit the 100 pound mark, which, Ooh. yeah, it's crazy <laughs> to me.
0: It's crazy. That's what, you know what I mean? This is what I want you guys to understand that we just had Carl Tate on two, two weeks ago. We had a physical therapist on last week, and now we're bringing you Angela's, and in the last three weeks, we've had a male and now a female who is telling you that a hundred pounds is possible for you to lose without surgery. Right. Yeah. And yep. so, I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. I am so proud of you. I, I,
1: I'm I, proud of me too, because <laughs> the, when I think back to like when my trainer told me how much he wanted me to lose and I would look at him and go, you're crazy. I'm not losing that. I only need to lose like 50 pounds, you know, for, and then when I would hit that mark, I was like, Oh yeah, I probably could lose a little more and I could lose a little more. And it's not that it's not that I'm addicted to losing. It's just that I realized that I was worse off than I really, really wanted to admit that
0: I was. Yeah. You you know, we don't know how bad we feel until we start feeling good. Right. And when you start looking into different books and stuff and they say, you know, your BMI, you know, for your height, your BMI should be this, and your average weight should be that. And I would look at that chart and be like, "Oh yeah, you know." Before, because actually, uh, you may not, may or may not know this, but I lost fifty pounds in my journey overall. Nice. And have been able to maintain it. And um, before, I'm like, "Oh, I'll be too thin in the face if I was right. 100, hit 165 pounds or 170 pounds." Um, you know, so you we hear people say, "I'm big bones," so that BMI yeah. <laughs> BMI chart going. Uh, uh, you know, equate for me, but you know, when you're able to bend over and tie your shoes without getting out of breath, you know, it, it's not, you know, when someone says I will look too skinny at that weight or this, that, and other thing, who is it for? Is it because because I've throughout my journey journey, some people said, Oh, don't don't lose any more weight. I was like 180 mm-hmm. pounds, but I knew, man, my stomach still don't feel right. I still I still have trouble tying my boots up sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So when someone may, you know, I don't know. Is that supposed to be a compliment, you know, by saying, don't lose any more weight. You look good where you are. But you, at the end of the day, you have to live in that body. And and therefore, um, you know, what really makes a person beautiful is who they are on the inside. It's not the outward appearance. At the same time, at the same time, you have a better quality of life because you lost that hundred pounds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep,
1: And I can't stress enough and I'm not ever, and I would never say, you know, some people need to have the surgery, you know, have a surgery and stuff like that. But if you don't need to, and you are mobile, you can get around, try, just try to do it on your own because it's, it's, I don't, I like, first off, I, after losing a hundred pounds, I should have according to everyone who, you know, talks to me anyway, I should have loose skin everywhere. I should look like this. I should be wrinkled. I should be that. And I got to say, I really was able to keep it together. And I, and I think it's because I did it with a proper diet. I did it with the proper exercise, with toning, with weight training and all of that. And I just think doing it the healthy way you're going to avoid a lot of issues down the road where you're like, okay, well now I had the weight loss surgery. I lost tons of weight really fast. Didn't have time to tone it all up as I was losing. Now I got excess skin. I got to get cut off.
0: Yeah. you got excess skin or you might have to supplement different nutrients because your body is not absorbing things the correct way. And once again, like Angela said, you know, we've had people on the show, um, previous, uh, like my girl, Nicole Rose, she had the surgery. She wanted to, to jumpstart some things and she's still doing amazing with her walking and running and things like that. Um, several members of my family has had the gastric bypass surgery in the past. So, um, you know, it's one of the reasons why I do what I do as a health coach. Um, I got into health coaching in 2013. Uh, I started working with a company to sell nutritional products to help them. And I was more not about the money, but more about the emotional side of really uh, helping bring the quality of people's lives back. And then I started the Couch to 5k program, like a month after I started the nutrition company and kind of coming up together at the same time. And then in 2018, I said I tried something where I eliminated soy, dairy, um, sugar, all grains and alcohol for 30 days. And my stomach was flatter than me ever taking these two shakes a day and, and supplements. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I had read a book prior to that called Wheat Belly, which talked about getting, cutting grains out of your diet and things like that. So I was like, man, I, I've been taking these products for like, you know, five years. And I, I, I haven't, I didn't see a result like that yet. I, I lost like 30 pounds, but I got stagnant. And then when I, when I found out that I can eat real food and, and to get the results, And then, like, the inflammation went out of my body, and then I started saying to my members that I was training, I would see members, they can't can't come to the RUN program anymore because their knee is swollen or they have some, you know, ankle issue. So then I was like, what if I started teaching this to our members? And guess what? Jamie was the first person to take me up on a seven-day challenge in 2019, and she went on to lose 50 pounds that year, Angela. Wow. 50 pounds. 50 pounds. It started off with the seven-day challenge. And you know how much weight she lost in the seven days? Just two pounds. But she was like, I feel amazing. I'm going to I'm gonna stretch it out to 30 days. And when she stretched it out to 30 days, she ended up losing 12 pounds in the 30 days. But then in the course of 2019, with only running three days a week, and then, you know, I, I was teaching her about intermittent fasting. And once after the 30 days is up, you can reintroduce things one at a time to see which one of those food groups are mostly the problem for you. And then you could choose to have like food freedom. Like, okay, I know dairy is going to bloat me up and I'm not going to feel that great. But since I'm at this wedding, I'm going to go ahead and have, you know, some dairy. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. like, uh, And and again, like, like I said, I'm never, I'm not even like judging or, and I hope it doesn't come off that way about the weight loss thing. But there's something so like powerful by becoming so in tune with your body mm. that you know what your body can handle, like you said, so you know that, all right, well, I'm gonna have dairy today. Like when I have a cheat, I I don't even want to call it a cheat meal. We're going (laughs) to say a reward meal, right? (laughs) Or what was the other word we came up with the other day? Food freedom, food freedom. When I have a food freedom day, I know that because I usually go all out. That's when I'm going to, I'm going to have some chips on that day or whatever. And I don't have it often. It's just once in a blue moon. But when I do, I make that meal, worth it, <laughs> really worth it. So everything mm-hmm. I really been missing, I have, and I know that I'm probably going to be up in the scale about three pounds the next day. Mm-hmm. And I also know that it's going to take me, um, four or five days to get that three pounds off. Now imagine if, and this is what I learned through like this whole past year, you have a you have a let's just say cheat meal for it cause it keeps coming out. Anyway, you have the, you have your cheat meal, <laughs> right? You gain the three pounds and then you eat really good for like four days. Okay. But you still didn't lose all of your previous cheat meal weight yet. And now you have another bad day Mm -hmm. and now you've packed on the weight again. And then you eat good for a few days and then you have one more meal and you're like, but I only ate, you know, I only (laughs) had two bad meals in, in a week and a half, but you, you didn't even give your body time to recuperate from the first bad meal. And now you've added more on. And it's just like little things like that, that sometimes you don't, you don't get to learn about your body when you have these other like crutches that are kind of helping you along the way.
0: Yeah. So why don't you tell the listeners what your current uh, nutrition plan is looking like? What's your current diet? You lo- you lost a hundred pounds, but how are you keeping it off? What, 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 what do you eat on a regular basis?
1: So, um, well, I'm trying something a little different right now. I'm actually, it's almost like a, I'm almost doing, I don't want to say keto, but um, Cause I'm not doing like heavy fat and stuff, but I am doing a lot more protein because right now I'm trying to, uh, trying to put on a little bit of like, you know, a little more muscle and stuff. That's kind of like my current goal, but my regular go-to stuff. And, and also I feel like if you just keep it simple and you just stick to the same kind of stuff, then you're not like searching for things to eat. What am I going to do today? You know already what you're going to do, but I do, um, salmon, eggs egg whites not you know whole eggs salmon egg whites um chicken ground turkey and then protein shakes and um some protein bars occasionally so that's like my main sources of protein and then i have cottage cheese and blueberries love it that's like one of my go-to things that i have like a lot been doing that tons um and then for vegetables i stick to broccoli spinach Brussels sprouts and asparagus Mm. sweet potatoes um i have like for carbs uh every once in a blue moon i'll have oatmeal but not too often and um that's pretty much it uh for my staple diet
0: besides the protein bars and the protein shakes that sounds like the keeping a real nutrition guide (laughs) Yeah. Which which is, is, uh, you know, any, anything keeping it real is like you're eating real food sources and I'm proud of that. Um, how do you feel since adopting this healthier lifestyle, Angela?
1: Um, I feel better than I've ever felt in my life, even as a young, younger person or, or whatever. Um, and it's, it's almost like once you, once, once you, it's like, it's almost like everything gets like aligns. So, I decided to make this change for myself and I lost all of this weight and so now my my physical like being is like how I wanted it to be and and along the way in the process my mental like state got where I wanted it to be and then suddenly I was attracting like these great people and and my best friends like they've, they've always been my best friends and they've been there and and I'm lucky because my best friend that I've had since you know I was 19 she's like the most amazing person you'll ever meet so like I'm lucky to have her um but the people that are in my life that necessarily weren't living healthy are now wanting to be healthier and and I and I've and I've and I've brought like I have someone else in my life now that is like such a positive like motivational person. Like he's amazing. He helps me work out, like helps me come up with like new things to like, cause you know, like sometimes your, your body gets used to your workout. So he's constantly helping me change. And then I have my trainer, Ben, which is, has become like a great friend of mine. So it's like, it's like everything is just aligned, like yeah, the way it should be.
0: And I was going to ask you, how do you f- family and friends enjoy this new version of yourself?
1: so okay my mom was a little hesitant at first like at at first she was cool you know because she's like yeah yeah you know losing weight's cool whatever she's overweight too um well I can't say too because I'm not anymore yay (laughs) (laughs) sometimes I forget I'm not anymore I'm like wait a minute so anyway my mom's overweight um so when I was losing weight she at first she was annoyed because she's used to uh, my mom lives with me by the way so um okay so uh she was a little bit annoyed because she was used to buying all of the snacks and the this and the that. And we would eat all of the bad stuff together, you know? Um, and then, so it kind of got on her nerves because she would buy all this stuff and I'm like, I'm not, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. So then she, but then she really got helpful with it. Like, Hey, do you need any more? Do you want me to go get you cottage cheese? It's on sale, you know, whatever like that. So she's definitely helping me out. Um, you had mentioned this earlier, but people tend to want to put their two cents in when you're doing this weight loss thing. Everybody mm-hmm. has an idea of what you should look like and when you should stop and stuff. So there were points in, in time when she was like, I don't think you should lose any more weight and not just her. Lots of other people oh, have yeah. said different things. You know, some people are like, oh, you shouldn't lose any more weight or, oh, you maybe a little bit more. Or, you shouldn't get any more muscles. You shouldn't do this. One person that's a friend of mine, he had reached out and he said, listen, You're killing it. I'm so proud of you. And I just want you to know people are going to keep butting in and they're going to tell you what they think that you should look like. Don't listen to them. Do what you want. And I was like, you know what? That's right. And so now I hear my mom because I've tried to explain to her, look, I'm not going to lose too much weight. I don't have a problem. I have a certain way that I want to feel and a certain way that I want to look. I said, and now I'm trying to, you know, get some muscles and stuff like that. And and I heard her on the phone talking to somebody. And she's like, you should see her. She's got a lot of muscles now. So she's starting to come around. Like yeah. she's, she's getting used to it. She's coming around to it. So it's cool.
0: Well, let me let me, let me uh, pause you there for a second. Guys, um, our family sometimes can be the hardest critics of us. And um, listen, Angela, I got a 10-year-old son. He'll be 11 soon. And he takes it personal if I don't want to eat uh, a certain snack with him. You know, food everybody food is uh tied to how much you love them <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah um it, it's like when you break off from eating certain foods it's almost like you're breaking off from that person that's how they feel and yeah so um one day i was like in the course of uh you know just came off of a 30-day you know elimination process and and i was trying to keep it going for a couple of weeks and i took him to play uh to a phillies game and he's like i bought some uh, cat i bought I bought pistachios and a banana or something like that. He's like, what's in that bag? Nuts and a fruit. No, we had a, we had a baseball game. You're getting a beer and a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but, but now he, he's really taking. you know, I know he's only 10, but the last couple of days he's been like, dad, let's go for a one mile run. Four days in a row. He went for a one mile run. I just got him some sneakers today. Um, and he's been eating salmon and he's been cutting down on some junk food. So, um, you know, it's amazing how, like you had talked about, people are going to come along at their own rate and time. We can't force anybody, right?
1: right. So,
0: um, is there anything that you could do now that you couldn't do before losing the weight? Oh my gosh, so much. Um, oh, for first off, this is huge
1: for me, huge. Let's say when I was in sixth grade, I'm pretty sure it was no, maybe eighth grade. When I was in eighth grade, we, you know, sixth or eighth grade, we always had to run a mile. And I remember, I ran my fastest mile ever in eighth grade. I was keeping up with the fastest girl in the school. Now, mind you, we were in a very small school, but still she was the fastest girl in my school. Her name was crystal and I ran and I, and I finished the mile right behind her. And it was a 10 something minute mile. That was the fastest mile I ever ran in my life. Mm. Um, when I did the, when I did the half marathon, well, however many years ago, six years ago or whatever, I was a 15 something minute pace. um, when I wanted to do the half marathon, I was supposed to do it again in, in April of this year. I did it last year with my trainers. I was at 12-something-minute pace. I had a goal this year of trying to get to, like, a 10-minute pace. Um, but after, like, uh, COVID happened and everything and I started doing the yoga and I was, like, really, like, trying to imp- improve my uh, speed and everything, I did a mile. Well, I actually did four miles, um, you know, four consecutive miles one mile, my pace was 757. Another one was like the second one was like eight something that the other three were in the eights. Wow. I couldn't believe it. Like my goal was to get to like a nine minute mile. So to get seven something just seems insane to me. But besides that, yoga, I've never been flexible, ever been flexible, can't even like never could touch my toes. And especially being overweight, I tried yoga once when I was extremely overweight and I got so mad because I'm like, this isn't, you know, this isn't a, a fat person like a uh, activity. How are you supposed to reach your arm around this when you can't even get it over your, you know, around your body. And, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I hated it. I hated yoga. Now I love it. I'm flexible. I, I mean, I'm, I'm improving. I'm not great, but I'm so much better than I was. And I'm just stronger. I'm li- I can lift things and and it, everything, everything I can do. I feel like I can do better. I can breathe better. I can move better. I'm faster. It's just it's amazing.
0: That is so awesome. And uh, me and you connected through uh, Facebook. You said that you were attracting positivity and, um, you know, we through attraction, you know, uh, we became. Facebook friends, and we end up, ended up in the same group, the 100 push-ups a day group, right? So shout out to you out there killing those 100 push-ups a day. Yes. And that's uh, something
1: else I couldn't do, by the way. Yeah. Couldn't do a push-up. Yeah. Could not do a push-up.
0: <laughs> so um, why don't we, um, what, what 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 has you excited today? Any special goals coming up?
1: Uh, I mean, okay, so I, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't, you know, it's a goal. So let's just put it out there into the universe and Probably say this. I great. would love to compete in a fitness competition Ooh. because Ooh. I think, first off, I think muscles, I'm not talking huge muscles, but I think muscles are sexy.
0: Get it, get it.
1: Um, and I think what a, what a thing to say, like to be in your, in your forties to have been 200 plus pounds and then suddenly, not suddenly, but to be able to achieve that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that I, I, don't know. I, I want it to happen. So that's, so that's one of my goals. We're going to, I'm going to compete in a fitness competition. There we go. I said it. I there said it got. to everybody. There there is. We there
0: go. Is. Um, so, so let, let me, um, because I'm running, I'm running up against the clock right before we have to get cut off. So I'm going to sit here and say, listen, Angela, you're going to kill that competition. Uh, Everyone, she's down 100 pounds, and she's excited about participating in her 40s in a weight loss competition. I mean, uh, um, uh, a bodybuilding competition, right? And so I'm sure all of our listeners are rooting for, for you as much as I am. Um, you've been inspiring so many different people. Can you tell us, uh, if you would like to, how can people connect with you, Angela? Um,
1: I'm, I'm on Facebook. I I do have another Facebook page that I don't use. So hopefully they find the proper one, but I will get to them regardless. So you could just look for Angela Riley, R I L E Y, um, check out my Instagram. I just started a fitness Instagram page, um, I have a good somebody that's close to me really encouraged me to do that because so many people have been reaching out and asking for tips and, and things like that. And they're like, you're so motivational. You should start this page. So I started a page where I'm putting photos up before and after photos and just different things. So please, please find me on the Instagram pages. AR arfitness fitness 78. Um, they're the two best spots really just Facebook and Instagram. Um, yeah, yeah, that's about it.
0: That's amazing. And before I close out this show, I just want to let um, anyone out there that are, that's connected with you as well, um, if they want to know who I am, they can go to runtothebestyou.com. If you know of anyone that would like to participate in their first 5K or, Angela, even for yourself, if you would like some tips and strategies on getting faster, I got some ways to which you can bring that mile time down even further. And awesome. um, people can join our seven-day challenge for free. They can be included in our accountability group. I do a weekly uh, Zoom meeting called Health Connection with Coach and Friends. Um, so anyone that joins the seven-day challenge for free can also be a part of that weekly call. And like, like I was saying, anyone that would like to run their first 5K, or if you have other goals as well, we have a page called, um, it's runtothebestyou.com slash run to the best a 5K, and it's an eight-week program. It will come with a team shirt. It'll come with, uh, we will register you for a race, whether it's a local event or a uh, virtual race, uh, we'll, we'll register you. And it also come with a certificate of completion as well. What do you think about that, Angela?
1: I think it's awesome. And I hope that we'll be doing some sort of run together in the future.
0: Yeah. And before we let you go, we only got uh, two minutes or so. What can you say to our listeners who may be ready to start their journey right now?
1: Okay, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be the best decision you make. If I can do it, you can do it. I was you. I was 230 pounds. But you just have to do it. And you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have setbacks. You cannot let the setback define you or discourage you. You need to push on, like you said, about, you know, make the changes, make the choices today that are going to help your future. So when you when you have that setback, you just do the right thing and make tomorrow better and you'll do it.
0: And then there's one thing else that you said here. Whatever you're doing, don't let anyone work harder than you. Right. That's
1: that. That is that. That is the number one thing. Never let anybody else
0: work harder than you do. So when you're in that gym or you're on the track or the trail and you're looking around and someone else is giving more effort than you, pick it up.
1: That is right.
0: That's right. Angela's going to pick it up. You're going to pick it up. I'm going to pick it up. And that's how we're gonna close this week's show. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you again so much, Angela, for your time. Thank you for uh, having me. I think this pod this episode is gonna be an all-time keeper. You guys go back and listen to this again because she dropped so many nuggets for you guys. Uh, Angela, share this with all your friends. Uh anyone will anyone talk to you about your 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 journey? Boom, you you can hit here's this here's this episode. Go ahead and listen to it, right? Be inspired. That's right. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you, Angela.
1: All right. Thank you.